Why work from home when your office could be Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheelers named Mellow, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations that Mellows are invited to are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. And for those of you wondering why I kept talking right. about Mello, is because we were calling him the fifth wheeler and teardrops and What's funny is last night after that, when we were joking about it, uh, I called my girlfriend and we have this road trip planned in the spring. And she was like, yeah, like really looking forward to that getaway, just the two of us. Unless you've already invited Mello. So when you said like the vacations <laughs> that Mello randomly gets invited on, it's topical. You just didn't know it. Uh, it's not me that you're going to have to worry about. I was like, that sounds great. I'm going to pass. But, you did invite other people. Uh, I've already rescinded that invitation. <laughs> okay. I've just been like trying to like slide it in. Like, yeah, she's the two of us. You know, yeah. they, they will get the hint. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to be a third wheeler. So. I would make it. Yeah, that make it difficult. Right. But uh, speaking of things that are supportive, I bet you'll take some Boulevard on that trip. Yes, uh, we will definitely take. I thought, do we have a brawl sponsorship? Yeah. Like, the, the Spanx? Supportive, like, yes, Spanx. What do we have now? We should, actually. Right. That'd be great. Yeah, still need to hit up Lululemon. Yeah, exactly. We do, absolutely. Since we um, get the free press. No, we will definitely be taking some Boulevard on that trip. Actually, um, I'll just get super personal here. When I go hiking, I always take like a couple beers because... Mm-hmm. When you've like finished a hard hike and you like pop a top on a beer, it's the best feeling in the world. It's like it's refreshing. You get those carbs back in your body. So hell yeah, there will be some cans of Boulevard wheat on this trip. And as they sent some down here for us this week in Mobile, as we kind of wrap things up here, uh, just an amazing experience. And I'm excited because we have some leftover stuff to give away. Yep. So we're just going to start giving away Boulevard swag on our Instagram. So people should follow us at two guys, a girl pod on Instagram. Look for giveaway stuff. Um, we might be giving Mello away. Yeah. <laughs> I would have fun with that. Awkward yeah. laugh. <laughs> He's like, ha, 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 ha. we're not. Uh, we will not do that. But uh, another thing that's just been added for us, um, the ability for you guys to put donations towards our podcast um, is in all of our show notes um, on anywhere you listen. Um, obviously, we, we do this because we love it, but we would like to make some money at it. So um, if you feel um, obliged, please send us something. Anything. Yeah, it could be a one-time thing. It could be a recurring thing. Yeah. Um, but it helps us keep the show fun, and it helps us do the show maybe even more often. That is a goal of ours. Well, and coming down here to Mobile to do things like exactly. There's no company paying for it anymore. Mm-mm. I had to give that Amex <laughs> back. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if you've enjoyed free drinks on me in the last 10 years, it's time to return the favor. Wow, that's a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, is, hopefully right? everyone is listening to this <laughs> right? so we get all those donations. Like, so, even a dollar for every person you bought a drink for, it would support our show for the year. Right? It would yeah. support my Some, kids. Uh, somebody <laughs> made a comment to me uh, when we were at Draft Picks. Like, oh, last year drinks were free. Well, things are different now. Yeah, right? <laughs> things have changed. Right? We brought beer, okay? You still have to pay for yeah, it, but we, we did bring some, good beer. some beer. Um, But, guys... Big episode today. Very exciting. Um, this is the first mock draft we're going to be doing on the podcast. Not the last, but the first. Um, super exciting for you guys because I know, um, Matt, your website is not up yet and will be up and running February 11th. February 11th. Big day. Um, but until then, obviously you can get draft stuff here from from Matt and Mello, but um, excited to do this. This is my first mock draft. It, they're intense. And yeah, they're very serious, and I obviously you guys know I'm a very, very what Paige serious person. Doesn't know is that we're gonna do this mock draft, 
And somebody, a lot of somebodies, are going to be very pissed off at the player their team takes. Yes. And they're going to let you hear it on Twitter about how stupid Matt and I are, but I'm sure you will be included in that. Yeah, well, hopefully not, and hopefully they uh, just that makes me their favorite on the show. That's really what I'm going for. That's why I agreed to this to not right. make picks, but to just host this Smart is so girl. that yeah, exactly. I, I was playing the game. Don't well, you? Well, and somebody else here in Mobile told us that you know I talk too much on the show and Paige doesn't get to enough. So now I feel like I just have to shut up. Sometimes. Yeah, someone did actually say that I should talk Are they more. Sure, it wasn't me. <laughs> I think they just said Paige, you should talk more on the show. Okay. And well, I said, okay. You're off to a great start today. Yeah, exactly. Take it over. All right. Um, let's get started. First pick. I mean, I'm nervous. The suspense is the, killing I know. Me, I have no right? idea what you were going to pick, but Matt, are you going first? Yeah, I'm first overall. Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock. I'm not going to mess this up, and neither will they. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson, generational prospect. There is... This pick is in. I actually did an interview with the Jaguars team site. And I know, like, the team reporters, they don't always know what's going to happen. But they were like, so after we take Trevor at one, what are you, like, <laughs> us doing? And it's like, I love that three months out, even the team reporters, like, so Trevor's our quarterback. And what would you do at 25? Uh, so uh, that's where we're going. I think this one's set in stone. Everybody's mock draft would be one-on-one. I don't want people to think we're, like, breaking news there either. Like, the team reporters don't actually know right. what's going to happen. But we can assume. This is going to be the first pick. You should assume that this is happening. One thing I did, I know this is pretty like set in stone, cut and dry, whatever, but I, my thought is like, what should Jaguars fans like actually expect from Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer? You know what I mean? That's a great question. Like they know they're getting this, but like, should the expectation be to win now? Is it going to take a few years? Do they need to chill out? I know this might sound crazy because I wasn't like, I wasn't a Justin Herbert hater, but I wasn't his biggest like fan last year. He played exceptionally well. I would say your expectation for uh, Trevor Lawrence should be Justin Herbert. That's what he should look like year one. And But I think the key there is that we believe his ceiling is even higher than Justin's. Like, I, I will say it. Like, I thought Herbert might have hit a ceiling rookie year. So it's going to be exciting to see if he can continue to develop. Right? I think, well, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks do that. Right. And I think Trevor's floor is about where Justin played last year. And I know that's okay. crazy because like, that's a record-setting quarterback. Yeah. So I don't know that Pages are going to turn around and win 10 games right now. This is still a roster that needs some help. Still a coach who's never coached in the NFL before. But they're not going to be picking first. I know that. I Six think they, wins, seven wins. Yeah, that's where I was going to put him. And I, I think with Trevor Lawrence, he can. He can come in immediately, run this offense. I assume that Urban Meyer is going to run similar to what he had at Ohio State. But there's a lot of weapons on that offense, too. And that Jaguars defense is good. They've got a lot of picks here. I have very high expectations for the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. Hey, I like to hear it. Um Jets are next up. This is kind of interesting to me because I feel like with the Jets, like we sort of don't know what situation they're going to be in, whether they're going to, so okay, Sam Darnold, okay, they're going to try and get Deshaun Watson, okay, they'll draft the guy, see what happens. Uh, what's the pick, Mello? Uh, and again, with these mock drafts, this is what I think is going to happen. It's not what I would do, but it's what I think is going to happen. That's a good clarification to make. With the Jets, I think they are going to go with a quarterback. I know they've had some really high praise for Sam Darnold, but for right now, in this moment, I do think they're going to go with a quarterback. And the number two quarterback that I have on the board is Zach Wilson from BYU. I think that he is a very exciting player, can get the ball out very quickly, move around in the pocket. Deep throws are amazing. I think when they really get involved in, in scouting Zach Wilson and when this group comes together, Robert Sala and all of his staff, and they look at it, they're going to want a quarterback that they can build around for the next you know, five, six years on a rookie deal. You're not getting that with Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold's been in the league. He's made some mistakes. He hasn't looked that great. 
I think it might be time to move on where they say, okay, there are a lot of teams that need a quarterback. We're one of them. Let's draft one, and then we'll ship Sam Darnold somewhere else and get some more draft picks and try to build this team with some young players. Something I've talked about is that what the Jets have to do right now is evaluate their options. You have to evaluate the quarterback class against Sam Darnold. Do you believe that Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or Trey Lance are better than Sam Darnold? If so, that's the pick, obviously, right? You have to evaluate the trade market for Sam Darnold. And you have to evaluate the trade market for the number two pick because they might walk out of this and be like, you know what? Like maybe we don't love Sam, but let's try to give some support around him. And if we trade that number two pick, it's going to be worth a bounty, which we can then improve our team Mm -hmm. around him. So they really have like, they have some decisions to make here. I don't think it's as cut and dry as Sam Darnold's getting traded. Zach Wilson's the pick. Everybody moves on. I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if by April it's, Hey, they're going to try to build around Sam and make sure that they fully support him and trade that number two pick. Because if they don't draft a quarterback here, there's no reason to keep this pick. You're not not drafting Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith at number two overall, in my opinion. They don't need an offensive tackle. So it's... But what you could get for this in a year with this many quarterbacks, you could get a hell of a lot of picks. Right, especially with these teams. I mean, and we don't do trades in our mock drafts. It's just too hard to predict that. But with these teams that are sitting there, the Dolphins, Texans, probably don't need a quarterback. But the Falcons, the Lions, the the Panthers, the Broncos, I think you have to put them in there too. A lot of these teams looking to trade up, that 2-3 pick could be on the move, I think. Yeah, another team who's kind of in that same situation are the Dolphins next. I mean, there's so much that could happen before this that Mm -hmm. could make it happen. But I'm curious what you guys think they'll actually do currently. Yeah, so Miami at three, I have them going Jamar Chase, the wide receiver from LSU. And it's there are so many options here, like you said, Paige. They could try to – I mean, this could be going back to Houston for Deshaun Watson very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, like Melo said, no trades. I'll go Jamar Chase here specifically to Miami. I think he's more of the wide receiver type that they need. Uh, I have Devontae Smith, uh, Jamar Chase, and Jalen Waddell like, ranked – pretty much the same it's like last year where the top three receivers are all so good and also unique it's just what do you want I think Jamar Chase is a little bit shorter a little bit more athletic Michael Thomas he's gonna win on those 50-50 routes he's gonna win with body positioning and he will moss you like he will go over the top he'll he'll just body you to get to the ball again faster than Michael Thomas he's probably gonna run in the low four fours not quite as tall but I think their playing style is really really similar Miami if they keep Tua One of the things I preach all the time, if you have a quarterback who might have some physical limitations, you better give him a wide receiver with some physical gifts. Tua doesn't throw the strongest ball, so you need a wide receiver who can make sure defenders aren't jumping those routes when the ball comes out a little bit slower. And one thing that we've been talking about on radio a lot last week is uh, whoever's picking here at number three, the Dolphins or the Texans, could be a receiver. Just change out whatever team it is, could be a receiver here. I also think it's interesting that like Jamar Chase is still above Devontae Smith because I think if he maybe doesn't opt out and plays with that not-so-great uh, LSU offense this year, that it would have been sort of a different story a little bit. So I think out of anyone in college football, him not playing might have been like the best decision in college football in terms of like players and, and choosing to sit out. I think he's one of the only opt-out players who hasn't like drastically fallen. Fallen, yeah. Like Sewell and Slater are probably – yeah. Well, maintain. but even with Sewell, like I had him as the surefire number two. Two, pick. exactly. That was my yeah. point. Is like everyone in. Remember, I told yeah. you guys there was that awful time where people were like, maybe Sewell's over Trevor Lawrence, and I'm like, exactly. Good, good grief. Um, all right, at number four, the Falcons. 
With the Falcons pick, I'm going quarterback again. I think we are going to see a lot of quarterbacks come off the board. Matt Ryan's getting old. And with this new coaching staff, new front office, I think that guys like that want a quarterback to build around. When you get a GM job, I think that there's a reason why you're getting that job. Usually it's bad quarterback play. With the Falcons, it's just that your quarterback's getting old and that he has an out in his contract after next season. So I think we maybe see Matt Ryan hang around for a year, help tutor this Trevor Lance kid from North Dakota State, and then he takes over. His mobility, his accuracy, his arm, he's got it all. We just haven't seen him play. And like people have heard a lot about Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. But you didn't see him play last year. He didn't get a season this year. He got the one game. A lot of people really haven't seen this kid, but I'll tell you, the NFL teams have. And I think he could go four. I have him. Uh, Matt, we were talking about it last week. I have him at QB3 right now because I haven't updated my board. But I actually think I, I in my opinion, is you're, QB2. You're starting to talk yourself into QB2 with him. Yeah, going back up. I, I, I fell in love with the Zach Wilson hype, but I think I'm coming back and – Trey Lance is going to end up being my QB, too. Like, we were talking to a scout the other day when he said to us, yeah, with quarterbacks, you can almost throw the tape out because it's so much, like, it's so much what can they do. And a lot of times you don't see that on college tape. So I wouldn't be surprised if if Trey Lance moves his way up. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Fields moves his way up and we see these quarterbacks come off the board early. Uh, I, I love Trey Lance. I, I love all these quarterbacks. I, I hate that people make it out to where you have to, like, Pick one over well, the other. Because like people are going to attack that. Oh, you took Trey Lance over Justin Fields. Why do you hate Justin Fields? Yeah, definitely. Well, I don't. I just happen to like Trey Lance more. Right. Not even like a lot more. It's quite a bit more. But not a lot more. Right. It's like when people ask, like, who's the who's the hottest actress? And you're like, um, I'm going to pick whomever. Blake Lively. People are like, why do you think this other girl's ugly? No, I don't. You just ask for my preference. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. You know, it's like, I always say it's like ice cream. Everybody likes ice cream. My favorite flavor might be different than yours. Doesn't mean I hate chocolate ice cream. I just prefer, you know, What is whatever. your favorite flavor of ice cream? Um, probably strawberry. Paige? What? Yeah. Mine's butter pecan. That's also good. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. also good. Vanilla. My, that makes so much sense. It's so on brand. It's not even funny. Oh my Here's god. Here's a my seven year old's favorite kind of ice cream is mint chocolate chip. Is he an old my, man for that? My mm-hmm. my brother's is too. Yep, he's. It was just that like generation right. of being after the just weird children. 2000. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, um, pick number five. five. <laughs> no one would be happier than the Cincinnati Bengals if the board fell this way because they get their player Penny Sewell to protect. I would be so Paige's happy. Boyfriend <laughs> Joe Burrow, and this is one of those That's things where. I was hearing back in like November, somebody was like, Bengals are like, they are in on Sewell. If he's there, he will be the pick. And that's not like, that's not breaking news, right? It's like, okay, yeah, duh. Team needs left tackle. They're going to take the best one. Melo, you mentioned it. There is some push for Rashawn, excuse me, for Rashawn Slater. I think he's a really good player. I still prefer Penny Sewell just slightly. Like, like we said with the quarterbacks, both really good. I just happen to prefer him. And thank God Joe Burrow gets some help up there. Yeah, and I, I think this is a, a win-win situation for the Bengals. Because even when they started to win a couple games late in the season, that pick started to slide. It's like, oh, my God, they're going to miss out on Sewell. Oh, my God, it's happening. Uh, I think that they're going to be okay at pick number five, that they're going to have their choice in tackle between Sewell and Slater. And in this mock draft going with Sewell, I like that pick. I still have Sewell over Slater, but the versatility of a guy like Slater to be able to play guard or tackle is going to be huge. But Penny Sewell is still my number two overall prospect in this draft. I'm so happy you guys picked, you picked that. That's <laughs> they, all I, mean, I wanted. I literally, that's the first thing that I checked was what, what that pick was. Next up is the Eagles. And 
Whoever gets drafted here, you guys, at least we know that whatever system they're learning is going to be easy to learn. <laughs> uh, if complicated you watched, for the defense. It's complicated Gosh. for the defense to understand. But simple for us to learn. If you guys have not seen the press conference of their new head coach, I I mean, I feel bad, and I tweeted this. It's kind of like me on a first date. You're just like rambling and saying things because you feel like you got to keep going and keep the conversation going. But I felt bad for him. But, yeah, whoever whoever gets picked there clearly is going to be it, able to like learn. It's like he was just standing up there, and he had some really good things to say. And, and then, then he, like, just, lost his train of thought. He just, like, panicked. like, oh, shit. I mean, it's just what sheer panic. Like, like you said, so but, like, bad. if you're in, like, that freshman-level communications class in college and you're giving your first speech, you're nervous as hell, and you're rocking and rolling and you're feeling good and then you lose your place in your notes – Yep. And it's like, ugh. Yep. Going to make up some stuff. What was I talking about? Yeah. Systems right. being Get back smart, to not complicated. But not, not complicated. <laughs> but wait, now they're going to think that it's going to be easy to understand and fans will be mad. So yeah, Eagles fans, sad to see that that happened to him because I'm sure yeah. that is just a, a hiccup in the road. I'm sure he's it'll be every fine, guy but... talking about his relationship status. Yeah. Like, like trying to explain he it to He thinks he knows and then like something pops in his head and he's, he's like, like I'm wait. not sure. He's like, somebody makes a weird look at something he says. <laughs> That's probably what happened. Exactly. And now he's messed up. Right. But who, what's the pick we're going with here? I'm going with a receiver. I think the Eagles will burn down Philadelphia if they don't take a receiver here with okay. Devonta Smith they might on the board. They, do. they might. Uh, it's hard to tell. Like if they took Jalen Waddle here, it would be terrible. I think. If they have to get Chase or Smith, even though I really like all three of those receivers. Right. I'm going with Devonta Smith. And I've said it a million times about this guy. I don't understand how he is so good at football. Don't take that as a diss to Devonta Smith. He's not the fastest guy. He's tiny. Uh, he just, But he mosses people, like you said earlier, Matt. It, he can break away with speed. He's not going to be a great 40-time guy, like a 4-4 guy. But I, I wouldn't take a receiver this high. But we have two pretty special ones, a third really good one. Philadelphia, if you're adamant about, ooh, got to fix Carson Wentz, you better find him some targets, protection and targets, because you almost have to treat him like a rookie quarterback after last year. Yeah, We have to get him some protection. We have to get him some targets. Devonta Smith, one of the best college receivers we've ever seen, Heisman Trophy winner, Eagles take him here at six. No complaints. You're right. They need this. They absolutely do. I think they, you know, we'll see if Jalen Rager ever becomes anything. They clearly missed on J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, so they have to, um, whoever it is. Whoever the, you know, whether it's Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz, uh, I'm down for this pick. Um, next up on the clock, the Detroit Lions, who are parting ways with Matthew Stafford. So is is this their, yeah. their bye, pick? Bye, bye. Uh, yeah, it will be. And I this is a dream fit for me. Justin Fields going seven overall to the Detroit Lions. I – I do feel like Justin Fields is unnecessarily getting some hate. You know, people are like, ooh, you know, he's never moved off his first read. I go back to the belief that scouting is what can a player do. I don't know that he was – I don't know what Ohio State asked him to do. None of us do sitting in this room, right? And a lot of people on Twitter don't either. And so it's, okay, he never got off his first read. Well, if your first read's open all the time because it's Chris Olave, like, okay, mm-hmm. throw the damn ball there. Like, if the guy's open, throw it to him. So I think that's an unfair – as most are, it's an unfair statistic to put out there and really kind of, you know, go at a guy. It's like, oh, he doesn't get off his first read. Well, he might not always have to. And I think Justin Fields deserves some criticism for poor play in his biggest games. But again, this is a, a player who is it's a raw canvas, man. He really started a year and a half in college football, you know, transferred from Georgia to Ohio State, started yeah. over the height, weight, speed, arm strength. I, I do think that he has maybe the highest upside of any quarterback in this class. And and Trey Lance has a hell of a lot of upside. Trevor Lawrence has a hell of a lot of upside. Justin Fields, if he can get with the right coaching staff, can be 
I think he could be this year's Justin Herbert, where it's like, oh, you weren't yeah. like that respected in the draft process, but the tools are just beautiful. And in Detroit, hopefully they can keep Kenny Galladay in this scenario. They only have two receivers under contract for next year, so that's an area they're going to have to entertain. Hopefully they can get a first-round pick from Matthew Stafford from my San Francisco 49ers, <laughs> and they'll be able to draft a receiver. Uh, but I, I do think they have to go quarterback here. It's going to be a little bit of a rebuild in Detroit with Dan Campbell and the fighting, biting kneecaps, but Justin Fields would be perfect for them. That toughness and athleticism, that would play really well there. I think so, too. And I wouldn't be surprised if we do see, like I said, Detroit try to move up a little bit, get a quarterback. But, but in this scenario, Justin Fields falling to them. I think Lions fans would be ecstatic about that. Um, at eight, we got the Panthers, whose coaching staff was down here this week in Mobile. Um, who are they taking? With Matt Rule yelling at everyone, you have right? to take a, yeah. like a big, strong guy that can handle it. And with the potential to lose a guy like Curtis Samuel to free agency, I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts. Even if you bring back Curtis Samuel, to get Kyle Pitts in this offense, you know Joe Brady is in the ear of Matt Rule talking about targets that he can get. To add a big receiver that can play some tight end as well to this offense will go great with these other receivers, like a Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel. You have those guys. Now you get a big target in the red zone for Teddy Bridgewater. And with Teddy Bridgewater, he's got two more years on this deal. I don't think the Panthers are in any hurry to reach for a quarterback. And the other four quarterbacks are gone now. And I don't know if they like what they saw with Mac Jones this week, but I have him going Kyle Pitts, the receiver who does play some tight end as well. Yeah, he's just an offensive weapon, something they need. Um, whether whether they bring Curtis Samuel back or not, he still fits in this offense and gives them something they don't have in that size that position. You know, Robbie Anderson's a small guy. DJ Moore's not, not very tall. Curtis Samuel's not very tall. So this is absolutely a need for this team. Um, Broncos, new GM after Elway stepping down. Um, kind of a big deal to make your, your first pick there. Um, yeah. What do you think they, they do? Well, I know a lot of people are going to want a quarterback, but I just can't take a quarterback with the big four off the board. I, I can't take Mac Jones here. I'm sorry. No, he had a good week. Can't do it. I don't think he fits in Denver either with that cold weather. He's not that type of thrower. I'm going to go to their actual biggest need, and that's corner. Patrick Sertan, the second from Alabama, big physical player who I think really, really fits what Vic Fangio wants to do defensively. I mean, think back to you know some of those Niners teams, Bears teams. You want a guy who can play press, a guy who can play man, that is Patrick Sertan without a doubt. He's, I mean, one of my favorite players. I've been standing on the table just shouting about this guy for three years now. Uh, I love the pick for the Broncos. I hate it as a Chiefs fan. Sorry about that. That seems to be happening a lot with that team. Yeah. Yeah, them, mm -hmm. the Chargers. Right. Not so much the Raiders. I'll always have the Raiders. <laughs> right? You'll always have somebody to pick <laughs> on. All right. Uh, next up, we got the Cowboys. The Cowboys, Mellow. And how about this one? Fall into them. We talk about Rashawn Slater might be drafted number five overall. Cowboys get their guy. And like we were talking about earlier, he can play guard tackle, either one. I think if you're happy with what Smith is doing and his recovery and if he's healthy, fine. Keep him as your marquee left tackle. Rashawn Slater almost becomes that tackle in waiting. Or put him at right tackle. Put him at guard. Guy could probably play center if you wanted him to. He will be somewhere on that Cowboys offensive line, and he could be the guy that protects Dak Prescott for the future. And I think the thing is, like, I mean, Lyle Collins had an injury. Tyron Smith is always banged up. You know, like, look at Elton Jenkins with the Packers and what he was able to do this year. Yeah. The guy started at all five positions. And so, if, you know, somebody should have been an all pro if he wasn't. Somebody's going to go down on that Cowboys offensive line. You have a piece in Rashawn Slater that you can move around until I think he eventually does take over as the left tackle for this team. 
And they signed Dak Prescott. Yeah. Just sign Dak Prescott. You have Just to do, do it. it. They should get it out of the way. That's why I was kind of curious what you guys would pick there because I feel like the everyone expects them to do that, but I think that's we've come to learn that the Cowboys what they think they should right. do, they don't do. Um, speaking of other teams that you know do things they probably shouldn't do, the Giants. Um, what are we picking but, at eleven? I mean, Dave Gettleman would love to draft a linebacker here, but they need help on offense if they're going to keep Daniel Jones, and they they are. I mean, they're going to keep Daniel Jones. It's time to help him a little bit. And this wide receiver core is just not good. So I have them going Jalen Waddle from Alabama. Daniel Jones does have a strong arm. That deep shot's there. Jalen Waddle will stretch everything vertically. And then you can hopefully get players like Evan Ingram to actually live up to their potential. You throw the ball a ton to Saquon Barkley out of the backfield. You know, look what Kansas City uh, has done and the ripple effect that has created in the NFL. When you can stretch people vertically, you could beat them up underneath. And I think that's the, that ought to be the Giants' MO with that offensive line that was very much improved the second half of the season. They might actually have some balance on offense with a home run hitter like Jalen Waddle going over the top. And I love Jalen Waddle. He's another guy that I think we just kind of forgot about because he got injured and then Devonta Smith went off. But he's still going to be a great receiver in this class. Here's the thing. Before the year I had it, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. You know? So like, and maybe, like, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if it reverts back to that. The more we get to mm-hmm. see numbers on these guys, well, like last year, right? The re- the receiver class that we had, I I had Henry Ruggs, wide receiver three, I think. Yeah, he was the first one taken. Right. Like Jerry Judy was the solid guy all year long. Where we thought he's going to go be the first receiver, he will, and he wasn't. We saw a guy like Henry Ruggs show off that speed, and I think Jalen Waddle will find a way to show off his speed. He runs a four two at that Bamba Pro Day, and he's the first receiver drafted, probably so. Especially with the other guys, they're not going to be burners on, in the 40. And for some reason, teams still love that 40. I wonder time. if Devontae Smith runs a 40. Mm. I don't know if he will. I don't know if he needs to. If you're to. his agent, yeah, I, you know, no. like, I uh, unless he's just like sneaky good at the 40 and can run like low 4.4s. Four yeah. I would say in that one, I'd rely on the tape. Exactly. Yeah. Probably so. Um, I don't know if it just worked out this way, but Mello, you get the San Francisco pick, and I'm kind of glad because I already know what Matt wants to happen. Matthew for Stafford, can I get? Yeah. Can I pick Matthew Stafford? Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll allow one trade in there. Right, yeah, right. exactly. Um, yeah, so Mello, who are you picking for um, mine and Matt's Niners? I don't know that the 49ers will be picking at 12. I don't either. But for right now, they are, and I guess in this weird scenario, they're attaching themselves to Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not going to be Mac Jones. I do think they'll move up this pick. I think they'll find themselves a quarterback. But for this situation, I'm going with Caleb Farley, the lengthy corner that was at Virginia Tech. Uh, You talk about a guy that needs to show off his speed at Pro Day, it's going to be electric, and his size too. Uh, He's a guy who opted out, who hasn't really saw his draft stock fall too much. But I think that even if he would have played this year at Virginia Tech, he was a guy who probably could have been one of those rare top five corners. I mean, Patrick Sertan played all year, and Caleb Farley still right there. Probably even cornerback one in this class for a lot of people. 49ers have a lot of holes. They can almost go best player available. And with the way our board shakes out here, Caleb Farley might be it. I would be so freaking happy if this were the case. So happy. Well, <laughs> so I want Matthew Stafford well, or Caleb it. Farley. Those are my – Those are my. <laughs> because, like, realistically, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, they're going to be off the board here. And I don't think Kyle Shanahan wants to work with a young quarterback. He just – I don't think that's going to happen. So if I can't have Stafford, and I don't think the Niners are going to get Deshaun Watson, let's be honest, then Caleb Farley would be my pick. Although, you know, you said jinx it. The Niners, it's funny because there's actually like kind of a track record of them picking guys I want until somewhat recently. So 
So how about you say you don't want them right. to try and pick that? <laughs> was my point. Tell, that was my point. Somebody tell John Lynch I hate Caleb Farley. He'll probably draft him. Yeah, yeah. I'll give him a call. So, don't you yeah. worry. Um, next, we've got the Chargers. They've got their guy. They did a good job in terms of draft last year. What's their, their need now? Yeah, I think that is the – sorry, my phone is blowing up right now. Uh, I think it has to go to the offensive line because of you, know, you got Justin Herbert last year. You have a very good wide receiver core. Mike Williams is a free agent. Uh, hopefully they can bring him back. Um, and they, I liked what they did later in the draft with some of those small wide receivers that they picked up. Uh, Joe Hill was my guy from Virginia. So hopefully uh, we see uh, – Joe Reed, excuse me, uh, and K.J. Hill. I just combined them, liked them both. I think they have to go offensive line. Christian Darisol from Virginia Tech, so we got back-to-back Hokies. Yeah. This might feel like a little bit of a reach for him, but he's an athletic, young offensive tackle. I want to say he's only like 20 years old, and it's all there. It's just a matter of refining it a little bit. I loved that he didn't opt out this year because he had a round two grade headed into the season. He was like, no, nah, like, I'm going to try to play my way up, and he did it. And I think now, I mean, he should probably be a top 15 pick. Um, they have other needs, the Chargers do. Uh, especially on defense, but I just can't do it. They have to protect Justin Herbert. And I know Tom Telesco is not an offensive line in the first round guy. It might be time to change that. Yeah. And I like this pick with Darisaw too, because he's a guy who could go higher, but if he's there at 13, I'm with you. I think the Chargers have to protect your quarterback. We've just seen too many teams not do that and it doesn't work out. So get some protection for your guy for that year two bump he'll get. All right. 14, Minnesota Vikings. Hello? New man on the Minnesota Vikings. Going to be Quiddy Pay oh. out of Michigan. Uh, I think they need some pass rush help. In just whatever way they can create pressure, whether it's interior guy or an edge guy like Quiddy Pay, but him to be there at 14 is, is kind of surprising. We don't have the combine, but we'll find a way to get tape on this guy. I've already seen him running, like, I think it was like a three-cone drill. Athletic ability out the roof. Uh, can jump out the roof. He didn't have a lot of sacks at Michigan, but like, go back and look at some of the great pass rushers that we have in the NFL. They're not always getting a lot of sacks in college, but they're creating pressure, and that's what Quiddy Pay can do, uh, and that's what I think the Minnesota Vikings will do with pick 14. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, not even upset about that at all. I like Quiddy Pay. I think Mello is like the highest on this dude, but that Michigan Pro Day, he's going to own it. When he runs the 40 and does the three cone, people are going to be like, oh, yeah. Okay, and if they let him do reps on the bench, like I don't know what they'll do with the pro days right. now, but yeah, he's gonna tear it up there. I, and I do think that like he fits their type a little bit. Um, you know, they tried to get Yannick Ngakwe, had him for a minute, didn't really work out. I, I do think he fits the the type that they would like to have there. Uh, yeah, no complaints there. They do need a left tackle, but there's not one you could draft here, right? Like this may be a situation like if you do want to tackle, you trade down a little bit for one, right? Yeah. Gosh, what a, a tough situation for them to be in, though. Mm-hmm. So at 15, we've got the Patriots, who I feel like have not drafted this high in a very long time because they have missed the playoffs for the first time in a decade. But um, Belichick, very good at drafting yep. and making the most of his draft picks. Uh, what do you think the New England Patriots are doing? Oh, gosh. Uh, I would love to say that there was a quarterback here that I would give them. And I know a lot of people would be like, Mac Jones! I'm sorry. I don't know that Mac Jones is actually a value here. I've um, seen so many people say that the Mac Jones Alabama is connection like, makes sense, right? It, yeah, it definitely does. I'm not going to do it though. Hashtag Nick Saban. I think they go with a player who can do everything uh, for them. Everything. That's Micah Parsons. I can't believe he's on the board here. To me, he's a top five player. Uh, so I'm shocked that he's on the board. This is a Belichick type player. I mean, first, second down, stack linebacker. Third down, edge rusher. Like he can do everything. 
if you want. And so that's what I like about Micah Parsons. I know people are like, oh, he's not great in coverage. Okay, don't ask him to cover. Ask him to rush the quarterback. He's really good at that too. So we're seeing players. You know, I know it's funny to compare like a Jamal Adams situation, but let him do what he's good at. Just let him do what he's good at. The Patriots do that better than anyone. So Micah Parsons to New England, they figure the quarterback situation out in, in free agency, in my opinion. Well, in typical, Jimmy like, I, I know they haven't had to draft for a quarterback of the future, and they've had Tom Brady for a very long time, but it seems like Belichick is the guy who's going to take that like Andy Dalton type guy in the second round. He's not going to invest a yeah. first round pick on a no, quarterback. No, exactly. So I, even with Mac Jones on the board there, it does seem like it, it might be a good fit for New England, but I could also see him going with Michael Parsons. Um, all right, Arizona Cardinals up next. What player is Cliff Kingsbury going to be thinking about in his giant Arizona house? Do you guys remember right. that pr- oh, picture yeah. from oh, last yeah. year's draft of him it's just like like the, sitting in front of the TV? Oh, yeah. The like, dream house. Yeah, it looks like Ryan Gosling from uh, – Yeah, Crazy Stupid Love House. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what's Cliff and Co. going to do? I, and I think uh, a lot of people will say, ooh, offense. Kingsbury's going to go offense here, but I actually think they have to address the defensive side of the ball. Offense is pretty set. They, they did a good job last year, but they've got some guys that are aging. And I'm going to go with J.C. Horn. Patrick Peterson, he's just the guy got drafted in 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much longer he's going to be around. You could use some help at that cornerback position. for agent. Oh, I think you're right, too. Uh, so I'm going with J.C. Horn. He's cornerback three for me, and I think that with the value here, with this pick, you get a guy who can be a difference maker on your defense, and you hope that Kyler Murray continues to progress and that some of these offensive weapons take off, but you got to be able to stop people too. And that's why I have him going with J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. I like it. He's such a good fit there. And um, I tried to like sneak him in uh, later in this uh, round, and you're like, man, I already stole him. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn it. Got him. Damn it, Mello. Damn it. But I, I'm a big J.C. Horn fan. I think when people watch him run, he might even go higher than this, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um Good player. Had a really, really good season. Um, another one of those guys that boosted his stock this year by actually playing. So I like it. I like the scheme fit as well. Um, they went offense, you know, last couple of years. Um, Isaiah Simmons in the first last year, like this kind of fits that mold, right? Of Like, let's just get long athletes. This is definitely one of their dudes. All right, next up we got the Las Vegas Raiders, which is still so weird to say. Oh, it is. I'm never the Chargers get still that. get me. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's been a minute for them. The Rams is like the next day. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, I've heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders. This is a tough one because I do think they need so much help on the interior defensive line. Um, you know, we'll see if they try to improve that through free agency or trades. But if they go to the draft, we've learned a lot about Mike Mayock. What's his profile? Uh, big school, you know, uh, mm-hmm. leaders and guys who are tough. And that to me is Iowa defensive tackle Davion Nixon. He is my top tier defensive lineman in this group. I know some folks like Christian Barmore. Um, I, to me, it's all about Nixon. I, he is a little bit young, a little bit raw, but the ceiling is huge on him. So if they're going to try to get somebody next to Matt Crosby, this would be the player that I would pick. Yeah, I'm on board with that one too. You're, you're much higher on him than I am, but I haven't watched a lot of his tape yet. So pretty much what I get from him is hearing you talk about Hear him. Me you seem him. to be very excited about him. So I, that's right. a guy that I have to get to and watch the tape on. All right, next up, the Dolphins, another team that was here uh, down in Mobile with guys. Um, obviously, their second pick of the round. Where are we going with this one? Ooh. It, this this is your pick, Paige. Uh, I think Dolphins fans really want to see them target, if they are picking here in these two spots. I don't know if they will Yeah, be. exactly. I think they really want them to get those splash targets in the first round. We gave them Jamar Chase already. Now I'm giving them running back Najee Harris. Uh, I love what the kid can I, do. And if you're picking here, 
get two of some help. The offensive line, Dolphins offensive line was not that bad last year. Like even if you want them to add some pieces, I think they can do it later. But right now, if you take Najee Harris and you get Jamar Chase, put that with Tua, you've got a very exciting young offense. I do think they need a running back. For me, it's just, will they value one in the first round? And with Najee Harris, he can catch the ball very well out of the backfield. So I think you can take a guy like him in the first round. He's been catching the ball since he was in the fetus position. Exactly. Right? <laughs> uh, and what a great kid. Having the opportunity to meet him this week. Um, just absolutely uh, loved getting to meet him. Really a joy. I think there's going to be people that say Travis Etienne here because of the speed, but I do think Najee's a better fit for what they're trying to do with the Brian Flores, uh, Brian Flores excuse me, at least mentality. Um, also, you know, getting to spend some time uh, together down here. If you talk hurts. to this kid for like 10 minutes. Not even. You're going to be like, all right, we're drafting him. Like they might consider him at three. Be like, damn it, I love that kid. Gonna yeah. have to t- pull the trigger. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna give you guys this anecdote because it was, I was glad that you guys got to see it down here. Obviously, I've known Najee since high school and have worked with him um, through BR, but I, we got a chance to say hi to him on the field, and he was talking to me for like two seconds, and like I hadn't had a chance to introduce Matt and Mel, and he's like, hey guys, what's up, I'm Najee, like, like, and like right. introduced himself to them. He's like, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to be rude, and like that's the kind of kid you're getting, so not only are you getting a, a player that's just phenomenal all around, but uh, just a, a good human being. Um, so happy that he was down here and able to spend time with that coaching staff so they could see the exactly. kind of guy that he is. Even when he wasn't like practicing fully, you could tell he was mm-hmm. talking to players, having fun, um, just a good guy all around. All right, next up, the Washington football team Yeah, at 19. Here he goes. Mac Jones is coming off the board. I think this is probably where he should be drafted, but we know quarterbacks get inflated. It could be earlier than this, but uh, this is where – yeah, this is probably where the value is. Again, he had a good week. want to congratulate him on that. Uh, they need a quarterback badly, and if they don't get involved in the trade market, like Alex Smith's a free agent, guys. So it's not even like, oh, let's bring Alex back. Yeah. They have a lot of things they got to try to figure out here. And I don't know if you can trust him. I love Alex Smith. Yeah. I love the story, but I don't know if you can rely on that for a full season. And I mean, so I think they have to address the quarterback position, especially with Mac Jones being here. Yep. So this is where I go. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think, too, just the fact that even if Alex Smith is around, that's somebody that I think understands the idea of having someone behind them. And Oh, yeah. I mean, and, very responsible for what we're seeing now out of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah a true guy that will take him under his wing mm-hmm. and mentor. Exactly. A lot of quarterbacks won't do it. it I right. get it. But yeah. Alex Smith definitely won. Yeah, those personalities seem like they, they would go well together. Um, at 20, we got the Dub Bears. Dub Bears. Dub they just Bears. miss on Mac Jones, by they the way. They do. That's, I know. Well, they, yeah. You know what? They I, deserve it because they missed so badly at the quarterback position before, all right? They're just, Sorry, Bears fans. At, Dang it. That's sports page. Dang it. At that sports page for those tweets. I didn't say it. (laughs) And without a quarterback being here, I honestly, I don't know if they would take Mac Jones anyway. I don't know if that arm's strong enough for what you have to play in, that weather in the north. You just, you have to find a quarterback that can fit up in that area of the country. And I don't know if Mac Jones is that guy. So I'm going best available offensive lineman. I don't care if it's a tackle, guard, or center. And this guy could actually play all of them. I'm going Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. I did my preseason college football rankings, and I found this kid. I watched some tape on him, and I thought, oh, my God, in two years, this could be a guy who's like a marquee left tackle. Joke's on me. He came out this year, but I, I love the tape on him. I love his ability. Can play guard, can play tackle, but mm-hmm. Chicago Bears definitely need offensive line help. Just take the best one available. Yeah, just put him somewhere. I, I think he could actually – I want to see him play tackle before we say he can't. That's what I have him listed. You at. know, like, hey, play tackle, and if you can't, play guard. But you're right, the Bears need everything. 
Everything. Yep. Like, literally. They could draft every running back. They shouldn't take one early, but they need everything. I would Maybe not a that. tight end. Like, okay. Well, because they have early, 12 on roster. Right. But that is not a good roster. But, hey, Ryan Pace is sticking around. There you go. All right, 21. Colts. This is a, kind of a tough spot because, again, you would love to see a quarterback here. Yeah. Um, but none available. So I'll go edge rusher. You know, Justin Houston's been really, really impactful there, um, but getting older. And I think they want to continue to build this defense and make it into one of the best in the, in the NFL. So I'll go edge. Gregory Russo uh, from Miami. Uh, again, an opt-out guy. But last time we saw him play, he was incredibly impactful. Like 19 and a half tackles for a loss uh, in his first year. And they moved him around in Miami. He played – Everywhere, interior, outside, he was just wrecked people. Uh, I think there be, will be some questions because we saw Jalen Phillips really do the same thing this year. But 6'7", 265, very, very, very good athlete. Uh, I would be a little surprised if he's still on the board when it comes to draft time just because this position is so valued. Um, but he is a good player for them. And they like those big pass rushers. And that's what he can be in this situation. I like that pick. I like the fit. Like you said, I don't know if he'll be there. But if he is, I think the Colts – have to. I And before we even move on, do you think that all these teams needing quarterbacks, like the Bears, like the Colts, do you think that pushes up a guy like Kyle Trask? Yeah, man, it sh- I don't think it should. And I, everyone, I'm a Kyle Trask guy, right, through and through. It's just that inability to move makes it so difficult to project mm-hmm. him round one. And like so round two, like, okay, well, it still has to be a fit. And I think Indy, like, that might actually be the fit. It's a good, good offensive line. Um, the other thing I would say here is, like, Anthony Costanza retired. They got to figure out the left tackle spot. So mm-hmm. is this where we see a reach for, and I say reach, just a little bit of a reach for someone like a James Hudson or Dylan Radens? Like they got to they got to fix a couple spots here. I just went with uh, BPA over need on this one. Yeah, I mean, I I was curious about that as well because I was like, I there's no good quarterbacks that you could take, and you don't want to waste that pick. So it's usually just like a, a best right. on the board type deal, or is it a best like fit for your next? thing that you need to kind of work with yeah it, it, that's what i think that they're stuck with here and the, the bears too like obviously you'd want a quarterback but not really any available so you kind of move on to the next one okay um 22 we got the titans tennessee titans i think they need pass rush help they do, i think they've definitely. been searching for it trying to bring in guys like vic beasley and i love this player and i love this fit this might be my favorite pick that i have in this mock draft aziz olajari of georgia mm-hmm. small undersized pass rusher but gets after it just watch his last game that he played absolutely took over the game and i think that he's going to be a favorite of a guy like mike vrabel who wants exactly this player he's only 6'3, 240 but his athletic ability his hand use his ability to bend around that corner i love this player Going to 22 overall to the Titans. Uh, I'm down for that. I mean, I think the only thing here would be scheme fit mellow because they have kind of a smaller guy in Harold Landry and they've tried to go bigger, but it hasn't worked. So maybe Vrabel's like, you know what? Let's just get the best possible edge rusher available. Uh, This is one of your guys uh, who absolutely Mm -hmm. tore it up this year. Incredible athlete. They do need edge rushers very badly. I want to throw this nugget in here, though. Um, Keep an eye on J.J. Watt there. I know there's been some reports over the weekend that he could be on the move. Reuniting with Vrabel uh, would be, I think, a very good move for both of them. Also, the city of Nashville would just love J.J. Watt. Like that is like yeah. a match made in heaven. I know most cities would, but like that's that seems like a perfect a perfect. It fit. does. I would love that fit very much yeah. for both organization and player. Yeah. Um, twenty three. We got the Jets again with their second pick of this round. If they keep them all, um, 
What are we going with here? Yeah, this is a, another team. We saw them go quarterback at two. Um, so I'm going to go defense here. Something we they've really struggled to do is find that edge rusher, right? I mean, when was the last time they had a good edge rusher? I don't remember. So let's do that now. Jalen Phillips from Miami, I mentioned, former five-star UCLA recruit, uh, gets hurt, misses some time, goes to Miami and rebounds with an amazing year. Um, again, 6'5", 265. He's ready to rock and roll and can truly stand up, hand in the dirt, Robert Sala's defense is going to be that 4-3 Seattle under, and you're going to have guys who are kicked out wide, and Phillips definitely fits that. Yeah, I, I don't have much else to say about that. One. I, I think that they have to. Who's the best pass rusher? You have your quarterback that we gave him here. Who's the best pass rusher? Uh, those are the positions that you have to take so you get him here. I was just waiting for you, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> from, uh, Forrest Gump. Um, next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. So who's going to be the uh, next TikTok star taken? Oh, God. I don't think you have to worry about that one with this pick, but I'm going edge rusher again. Uh, we see a run on edge rushers. Yeah, I know. I, ju- I was just going to – I was waiting until <laughs> you guys row. got done with this to tell you. I was like, wow. Yeah, but, I mean, this is a group that – in, when the season started, we were like, oh, there's one, and it's Gregory Russo. Nope, just kidding. There's like six or seven really right. good edge rushers in this class. And with the Pittsburgh Steelers, when you saw Bud Dupree go down, that defense kind of changed. And I think that with their situation, it kind of sounds like Roethlisberger's coming back, maybe on a cheaper deal. So maybe you get to keep a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster. So I think they're going to go on the defensive side of the ball. I have Joseph Osai, my guy out of Texas. I think he's a great fit for what the Steelers want. He's He's a stand-up rusher. He's not really that big enough to, to put his hand in the dirt in the NFL, but I think he could be a great fit opposite of a guy like J.J. Watt. And on this defense, he, he could just thrive getting after the quarterback. Yeah, I'm a big Osai fan, and I get teased by like scouts and stuff because they're like, ah, you're just a homer. I'm like, exactly. I mean, he was the Big 12. He was the best player in the defense. Yeah. Uh, Big 12 on defense. I don't know if he actually won the award because who knows if they gave those out this year. But I am. I'm such a huge fan of his. Uh, he's a little bit of a tryhard, and it's funny because that's being used against him, you know. But, like, that's a great thing. Like, he gives effort, and he's still new at this position. The athleticism exactly. is there. Uh, so I'm I'm an OSI guy, uh, even if we're going to get teased about it a little bit. But he is a good fit here. Opposite TJ Watt, they could, they could have some fun. Might as well at me. I teased you guys first. I was like, are you guys super high on him? <laughs> and you both actually were very – because I asked you about getting that pick a little bit higher up with um, other teams that had needs over the, the guy from Northwestern. I'm blanking on his name now. Um, but you guys were both like, no, 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 that's too high. Like, yeah. And so you guys have been humble about that a little bit. All right, Jacksonville gets their quarterback at number one. What are they doing at 25? Yeah, this is, again, they got their quarterback. Uh, let's protect him now, right? Uh, let's shore that line up. Sorry, Cam Robinson. I have them going James Hudson, offensive tackle from Cincinnati, someone who was down here this week, but Mello knows. I've been gushing about this dude in the office for a couple weeks now where it's like, man, you got to watch James Hudson. got to watch James Hudson. I, I, I do think he's a first-rounder. Athleticism's there. And with the type of offense that we think they're going to want to run in Jacksonville, you, you better be able to move on the offensive line. And Hudson absolutely can. Yeah, they get a quarterback and a left tackle here in this draft. Not bad. And, like, go watch that Cincinnati-Georgia game. When he gets hurt and he leaves the game, completely changes it. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati was kicking ass. James Hudson leaves the game, falls apart. Yeah, game over. <laughs> All right, next up, Melo's pick. Um, home of his favorite quarterback, <laughs> right? Baker like, Mayfield. Did we, did we plan this schedule yeah. out where I have to pick for the right. Browns? Yeah. Uh, I do hate their quarterback. I love the rest of that roster, though. And I think with the Browns picking here at 26, it's got to feel good to be this low. I think they have to go with best defender on the board. We talk about all the time you have to win your division. How do you win your division? You have to stop guys like Lamar Jackson. 
And I think Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa out of Notre Dame might be the best option in the entire draft on how to do that. You can play him in the safety position. You can play him a little linebacker. I have him comp to Jamal Adams. Like, don't just put him as, oh, he's a linebacker. That's where we're going to play him. You need to be able to move him around, but that's what the Browns need. Not a lot of holes on this Browns team. That roster is really, it's deep. And I like it. So best defender, best chance to stop Lamar Jackson. You get Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa out of Notre Dame. I just want to let you know you nailed that name. like, And I appreciate you saying it twice, but I was very proud of you it for took that. A that, was, that was It beautiful. took a minute to learn that one. We practiced these I was gonna names say, in Joplin. Yeah. We sit around throwing names at each other. I told you guys the new thing is we're going to go through names that we talk about on the show because my <laughs> I butcher everybody's name. Everyone's. That's all right. That's what we're here for. I love that his initials are J-O-K because he's just going to play that joker mm-hmm. position. Just... Yeah, uh, meant to be. you get over there in space and you might cover, you might rush. You just do everything. Exactly. Just you're an athlete playing defense is what it is. So uh, I love that pick, Mello. And um, I don't think he lasts this long. I do want to throw that out there. He, to me, is a top 15 player. But because of the run on quarterbacks, tackles, and edge rushers, he's yeah, available. It'll push guys down. Like Dave Gettleman's going to love him. Sorry, Giants fans. Yes. Might be at 11. Uh, no joke. <laughs> All right, at 27, we got the Ravens. Matt? It's so hard for me to give one of my favorite players in the entire draft to a team that if he gets there, is going to be dangerous. But uh, you're welcome, Ravens fans. You get Kadarius Toney from Florida. We all know you need wide receiver help. And I think Toney, like, it's weird because he was underrated. And now, like, that he's starting to get some attention. People are like, oh, he sucks. He does not suck. He's a top 20 player in this draft to me. And I know there was, like, a highlight where he dropped a pass down here. It's like, okay, he dropped two passes this year at Florida. Two. He caught like 70 balls. He dropped two. He's going to be okay there. Don't freak out about it. And I love him. And in this offense, he's not like the big receiver a lot of Ravens fans might want, but he is shorthanded and he is physical at the catch point. And he can give you someone that when Lamar Jackson is scrambling and the play's breaking down, he'll go with him, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to, he knows how to keep that play alive. So I love Kadarius Tony. Um, him going to Baltimore, uh, maybe not the best for his you know, career with the stats. Stat was, have, yeah. But he's a playmaker, so I love it. Yeah, I, I like him a lot, too. And the Baltimore Ravens, they definitely have to upgrade their receiver room. And I think that whichever player they like the most here, and Kadarius Tony being here at 27, got to pull the trigger. Yeah, I like him for Lamar. I don't necessarily love that for him. Yeah. I, well, because kind of like you guys talked, this guy's going to come in and like his best year, he's probably going to catch 67 balls. 800 yards. For like 12 TDs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just, he's not going to put up a lot of numbers, but you might be able to get a Super Bowl if you can, can give Lamar some targets. All right. Next up, we got the Saints at 28. Another team that's just pissed off there's no quarterbacks available. Yeah. Like I, that's why I still think we're going to see a lot of movement on these mock drafts. Or sorry, in the real draft. When you have the Saints <laughs> sitting here at 28, they could just say, you know what, to hell with it. We got to move up and get a guy like Justin Fields. Even if it means getting to the top 10 somehow. We've seen the Saints move up for pass rushers before. So maybe they could do that for a quarterback. But no quarterbacks available here. No trades happening in this mock draft. I'm going to give them Nick Bolton from Missouri. A player that I really like. His athletic ability is just crazy. Uh, So the Saints, another team that they don't have a lot of holes. Right. Like their one is quarterback. But there's not any here. So kind of almost the best player, player available here. Nick Bolton. With that defense, you're probably going to be the best defense in the league again. No joke, right? I mean, that's they've got a couple areas where I think they're starting to like they got to start thinking about getting younger. But as you said, Melo, Nick Bolton, he's not going to talk about enough because he was a junior, came out, and Mizzou was not very good this year. But he's everything you want a middle linebacker to be, like uh, Jordan Brooks last year. 
Like, exactly. Same dude. Same dude. He probably goes in the same range here. All right. Uh, Green Bay Packers at 29. A lot of talk around this team about how much is going to change and who's going where, specifically one quarterback who loves to use words to confuse people in the media. Um, and then clarify it. Yeah. Uh, and right in the back of trucks. Uh, yeah, with beers. <laughs> Which is actually a pretty cool thing to do. I do like Aaron Rodgers. I'll put that out there. I don't need my brother yelling at me. Uh, what are the Packers doing at 29? They're shocking the world taking a wide receiver. Terrace Marshall from LSU. They give Rodgers somebody with some size, somebody with some yards after catch ability that's not you know one of these smaller gadget players like uh, a Kadarius Toney, Rondale Moore, Elijah Moore. It's a big established wide receiver. Uh, now, the thing is, will they actually do this? Who knows if they would actually pull right. the trigger. Maybe they trade up for a fullback instead. But this is what they should do right now. Maybe more than what they will do. It, you almost have to keep your guy happy. Like with the Rodgers comments and what he's doing, it's a need anyway. I Packers fans are going to be so pissed if they don't take a receiver. Yeah, you mentioned that like Philly, they might burn the stadium down. Packers fans own this stadium, so they probably won't burn yeah. it down, but they might like, They'll just lock the team it. out. Be like, right? you know what? You guys can't come in here anymore. Exactly. Find us a receiver. Next up, the Buffalo Bills at 30. Your team. My I, team. Not my team. Mafia. That's for sure. But I, I like the Bills. We got A.J. Highsmith in here talking to him. I, I like a lot of this roster. I don't think there are a lot of holes here either. I don't think they take a running back. Uh, they could, but like Zach Moss, get him healthy for next year. Devin Singletary, I think he's been solid. Could maybe even go to that offensive line. I love John Brown. Came from Pitt State. One of my favorite players in the NFL. Cole Beasley caught a lot of balls this year, had a very good season. He's injured. He's hurt. I have them going with Elijah Moore at Ole Miss, the undersized receiver. Uh, I know that a lot of Bills fans probably love their receivers. You look at Stephon Diggs. But I, the rich get richer here. Continue to give Josh Allen targets. Uh, for a long time, he didn't have anything. Don't stop now. Give him some more targets. I think Elijah Moore can come in, be a difference maker, opposite of a guy like Stephon Diggs. He can hit, hurt you underneath. If Cole Beasley isn't available, he can hurt you over the top if John Brown isn't available. And I think one thing for the Bills is that like the, they're going to have to do something on defense, right? We saw how close they are. They knew, like, you play in the Chiefs NFC Championship game, they're taking field goals early in the game. It's like, hey, we just got to get points when we can because this defense is not stopping them. Tredavious White's amazing, and I actually like their safeties quite a bit, but Trent Murphy, free agent, uh, one of their edge rushers. You know, they, they've got to, like, start filling some holes on the defensive side of things. So that's the other. Matt Milano, the big free agent, obviously, a weak side linebacker. If there was a value here at either of those positions, I think that's something they have to consider as well. All right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Picking 31. Picking 31 overall. Interesting. 31 I mean, overall. In this mock. In this one. I mean, the Chiefs hmm. are the favored. Chiefs are favored. Hmm. Um, this is my pick. I went edge. Joe Tryon from Washington. This is a roster where, much like we've said with, you know, like the Browns, where there's like, there's not a lot of holes because they either have a player who's established or they have a young player they've drafted that they're going to give some time there. I do think the defensive line is most likely for this team. Shaq Barrett uh, is a free agent again. You would think that they get him locked up in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but if not, they could absolutely add uh, a young pass rusher. Last year in the draft, they only spent two picks on defense with Antoine Woodfield and Khalil Davis. So there is a need to start getting some younger guys in there. Uh, Tryon, a player, uh, came out early, not senior eligible, so he's not getting all the love. But I think that will change as we get you know into the pro day circuit. And he's a guy who's proven he can rush with his hand in the dirt or standing up. Uh, probably better, even as a stand-up edge rusher. And he's big, too. A lot of length, a lot of weight there. I like that pick. It scares me. Uh, but thankfully, they don't have him this week for the Super Bowl. Right. 
All right, and at 32, the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you obviously have to go quarterback here, right? Because they don't have a guy that's good. Like, no <laughs> needs on this team except for quarterback, right? Yeah, seriously, they just really need one. You know, it's like Patrick, the Colts. Patrick Mahomes has been good for the first four years of his year of his uh, career, but <laughs> he's only locked up in Kansas City for like 12, 12 more years. years so so have to find a quarterback here. Of the future, yeah. <laughs> or maybe just someone to protect him. Uh, uh, Chiefs fan, obviously. We make jokes here. They, can't, they have to protect this guy. It makes me nervous watching him every Sunday because the offensive line is terrible. And now you have guys like Eric Fisher who are hurt. Uh, Schwartz hasn't played in a very long time. And you have to wonder with those injuries, are those guys ever going to play again? I'm going to take one of my favorite players in this class, and that's Landon Dickerson. I love him. I think that he can play center. He can control that offensive line. Protect Patrick Mahomes right up front. Maybe you can run those quarterback sneaks again. Maybe even run that speed option that you never should have run ever. Oh, and please don't ever do it again. But protect him. I, I think that that's going to be an emphasis of the offseason, bringing in some guys so you don't have to worry about hits on Patrick Mahomes. He's very good at getting the ball out quickly, but like, let's get some big guys up there that can help him out. Um, the sad thing is, I think the Chiefs will probably go with like a receiver here. They're losing Sammy Watkins. I don't know if McCole Hardman's ready to take over that spot. They'll probably draft a receiver and then have to go offensive line later. Yeah, and you know my thing is that Brett Veach, GM of the Chiefs, has to do two things. Protect Mahomes and give him weapons. And so that has to be the focus. Like if, if Maybe it's Pat Freermuth, the, the tight end from Penn State. You know, Travis Kelsey's starting to get older. We see how important that position is in that offense. Maybe that's the move here. But, man, they get, it's weird to say, like, oh, the Kansas City Chiefs have to pick someone on offense. They do, though. They really yeah. do. A lot of the defensive players are coming back. Right. They're pretty well locked up. And even though I, I think they can address those needs later, I actually I want to see them go offensive line and receiver or, you know, target, even if it is another tight end because Travis Kelsey plays all over the field. And I don't know if a lot of people realize that, but they'll split him out in the slot, but they mm -hmm. also have another tight end on the field like a Yelder or somebody else. So to get a pass catcher and an offensive lineman, that's who I want the Chiefs to target with their first two picks. There it is. There it is, our first mock draft. How do you feel post-mock draft? I feel good. I mean, I I obviously am not the expert here, but I enjoy listening to you guys discuss these things and ask lots of questions, but um, I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Um, we This is our last episode from Mobile, too. Um, we will be back on YouTube, so for those of you missing our facial yeah. expressions... Friday. Uh, we'll be back for Friday. Yeah, we will be back. Um yeah, thank you guys, and um, make sure to follow us on Two Guys a Girl Pod everywhere you can. Subscribe, leave us a review, tell us who your favorite host is, me, and then um, yeah, any other tips and pointers? We love to hear them. Yeah, I think uh, there, there it is. I'm there excited. it is from Mobile. That's it. <laughs>